This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Off and running hour two here of the Gulf Coast. Bank and Trust, Tiger Tailgate and Show, live from Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 in college is where you can find us. The physical address is uh, Constitution on Constitution, but yep. nonetheless, the easiest way to locate Drago's is I-10 in college. Yep. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, joined now by Tommy Satanovich, excuse me, of Drago's. Tommy, um, another thrilling day of college football that we'll get to in a minute, but uh, tell me about these uh, charbroiled oyster kits. Well, we, it's something that we've started, and people have been asking for it. We've always done the charbroiled oyster kit FedEx overnight, and it, it goes out, usually out of state, and, uh, and we have to use those aluminum shells because of the weight and shipping. Well, now in the restaurants, you can order. You just have to pre-order it. You get five dozen oysters already shucked on the half shell. You get the butter garlic sauce. You get the cheese. You get the French bread. All you need is an appetite and a grill. You got it. And you got it. So you can take it to a party. You can take it home. It's, it, it, it comes in five. It's a five dozen pack. It comes in an uh, insulated bag. We put gel packs in it, so if you have to drive for an hour or so or you have to wait for the tailgate, it, uh, the oysters stay fresh, they stay cold and very safe, and they are absolutely delicious. It, it's, and and if you, it, it's just like doing it in a restaurant. So you call an old place to order here? You call, you call any one of the restaurants, any one of the restaurants, and, uh, and it's a five dozen charbroiled oyster pack. And, uh, and I've already gotten you know, some you of the reviews. You so creative. And right. Some of the reviews. Right. And uh, think about it. I mean, think about it. What else do you take to a tail? I mean, you've got lots of things to do for tailgates. Yeah. You know, Popeye's is good. and I mean, I love Popeye's. But sure. you can do Popeye's. You can do burgers. You can do hot dogs. Right. How about charbroiled oysters? Sounds yeah. good to me. Anything more Louisiana than that? Man, yep. I, you sold me on one. I, I, if I, I don't have to tailgate that much. <laughs> literal <laughs> no. tailgating. No. Uh, but now that, that puts But a, if you have a party at your house. Yeah. Or if a watch party, you know what? Super Bowl. How, how about just a random Tuesday? Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Something special on. for your wife. Well, right. Honey, we're going to have oysters tonight. There you go. There you go. And, you know, I mean, eat oysters love longer, so you be careful there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Tommy, uh, Clemson survived the scare today from Wake Forest. I know you were disappointed by that news that they ended up winning over Wake Forest. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I always love the underdog, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, it would have been nice to see uh, – you know, Clemson take it on the chin a little bit, but uh, hey, it, it's football. It maybe made for exciting football, and you know, all the way to the you know to the very two end overtimes. like that, two overtimes, and uh, yep. uh, and, and you know, I, I love sitting here watching all the games, and you know, we had the Missouri game on early, and Auburn, and uh, you know, watching Texas Tech and Texas now. Hopefully, yeah, we're in the bar, we're in the bar section of Drago's here, where there are 
at every turn, you're going to be able to look and find a, a flat screen, a big old flat screen with a, a college game on of some kind, and this is quite an atmosphere. Um, Tulane also off to a 3-0 and start, hosting Southern Miss tonight. Yeah. The Yeoman's going to be rocking and rolling because you know fun. Southern Miss is going to bring a boatload of fans. They're bringing – and, yeah, because it's real close. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, you know, it's a drive in and drive back and what is it, hour and 45 minutes or something like yep. that. Yep. And uh, I can't think of a better place to go watch a college football game than in New Orleans. Are you kidding? An intimate – Yeoman Stadium, if you've ever been in it, in it it's re- – I mean, you are on top of the action. There's no bad seat in that my, house. My so. story about Yeoman Stadium, the first game sold out – and it must have been a hundred degree. It's the hottest it I think I've ever been in my life. Was that first game <laughs> at Gilman Stadium? But uh, but no, it, it, that's and look, it's perfect. And you know, I read in the paper, uh, you know, UNO um, is you know the, the athletic, athletic director over there, Tim Duncan, is looking to put, you know, probably bring football there and yep. talking about yep. you know putting you know not only just put football there, but what it does to the university and the enrollment and, mm-hmm. uh, and it's too and profitable the value and. Uh, and he's uh, he's very serious about that. So uh, that's pretty cool. I'm looking for, you know, that would be really, really nice to have, you know, a public school uh, or sure. a public college to have, uh, you know, a football team. And there's no reason why UNO should not have that. And, and let me tell I you, agree. and there's a lot of people in New Orleans that really don't make it to where they want to go. And now they can stay home and yep. kind of, it'd be a really, really good deal. So uh, I agree. I'm, uh, I, I think that uh, that would be awesome if, uh, you know, Tim Duncan can get that done. I Tom, agree. Tommy, you're, I'm sure, like Herb and I. Yeah, yeah we like, like a quarterback and a Marine no, 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 and, a, no, no, no. and an oyster shucker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like y'all. <laughs> well, I mean, in terms of we, we, <laughs> we, we predominantly like root for LSU, but we love anything in Louisiana to have success. That's right. Any Louisiana school, we, right. it's a great story. ULL, Tulane, whomever. If they've yep. got Louisiana anywhere on their uniform, we want them to have success. Right. Yep. Everything Louisiana. I don't care if it's Louisiana shrimp. That's right. If right. it's Louisiana Cows, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I, or football or baseball, everything. Basketball, I, I love, you know, uh, and, and I don't care if it's North Louisiana or down here. It's, uh, you know, we're all, we're all Louisiana. Yeah. Um, right. So LSU, New Mexico tonight should be the final tune-up game for, for LSU. Yeah, I, I, the, what, what it's actually going to be, it's going to be people are going to go there, they're going to see the blowout, they're going to leave early and say, let's go get oysters. That's, <laughs> right, that's, right. Plan. that's, that's your post-game plan. There you go. After the blowout happens for LSU, please, you leave please. early. Yeah. Leave come, early, come, early, come, come, come to Drago's, some get some oysters. oysters. That's right. That's, right. Uh, that's a perfect plan. Or, uh, or whatever you want, whether it's oysters or a drink or just anything. come watch some, the, yeah. the rest of the games or whatever it is. It's fun. Sports. It's, it's not just the atmosphere here, Tommy, that I love. I really like the, the, the camaraderie that you have with the staff. And it's everywhere you look, you see a smile on their face, and, and everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. You know, we, we, uh, we work hard in all of our restaurants, even the franchise mm-hmm. restaurants, to make it like a family more mm-hmm. so than yep. – you know, I always say we have a family of employees instead of a team of employees. Yep. You know, we don't play ball together. We, we're family, and we, you know, we break bread and serve and take care of customers and a uh, awesome. uh, family of employees. And uh, we've got uh, – very, I mean, especially in today's day where employees are very difficult, I can't imagine anybody having better employees than we have right now. Awesome. Tommy, I asked you this a couple of weeks ago, I think, but I, I think it's worth asking again. Through the pandemic, a lot of businesses had to recreate themselves, or not recreate, but branch out a little bit and redefine some things, approach the, the business a little bit differently. What are some of those things you've learned and implemented from, from the pandemic that are staples now? Well, we're still selling box lunches. You know, oysters and, you know, the charbroiled oysters now where, you know, 
it was always a problem. We'd always put them in those clam to go boxes, yep. and you know, now we've got these you know these big, nice, easy insulated pizza boxes that we put them in, pizza style boxes that we put them in. Uh, just, just whatever. Uh, We've got, you know, a lot of family meals that we're now doing when people call and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing uh, meals to go. You know, me personally, what, what, probably one of the nicest things that we've carried over from the pandemic, all, every one of our restaurants, we have less tables in our restaurant now than we had before. Before, our tables were kind of a little bit too, dining rooms were a little bit too crowded too with crowded. tables. Mm-hmm. So we pulled, you know, when, when we had to go down to 50%, we obviously put more tables in. But we don't have today. We don't have as many tables as we had before. So it's so it's a little more comfortable in the dining room. It's a yeah. little nicer. You don't have somebody sitting in your lap that you don't know. Uh, so uh, that's probably the single best thing that's happened to Drago's because of uh, that we've learned because of the uh, pandemic. Now you gave us a tour nice. last week. If you could kind of just paint the picture, you'll do it better than we would. We wouldn't do it justice the way you could in terms of. The, the, the separate rooms you have here, not only you have a big dining facility, you got the bar area, but there's some separate when, rooms, a tiger when, den. When we built this restaurant, I took all the things I didn't like about the other restaurants and made sure they were fixed. And uh, one of the things we have, we have, a, we have three different dining rooms, the uh, Central, the Tiger's Den, and, uh, and the Bayou Room. Those three rooms, they all hold 50 to 70 people each. They can all be one big room for 200 people. Yep. We have a conference room in the back if somebody's got meetings. We have another room that has a bar built into the room if you have cocktails and you need, you know, dinner after and uh, just all, you know, and then the bar. You know, I, I just love the fact that the bar is as cool as it is and it it's is. got all the you know, all the TVs in here. And then, uh, you know, during during the weekends and uh, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights, we do uh, we have a you know entertainment and we have a, a, you know usually a piano player and singing and you know you look at the schedule when when Cozy's playing, dude, that he is really really, really good. Come oh by. yeah, huh? can Come you by. play a little bit on the piano? Oh yeah, I can play. You're not, you don't want to listen, but I, you know, I can play. Well, well, he and I, I guess we'll go tune for tune. You've you got a little keyboard experience, right? I, I got a little keyboard experience, but I'm really a pianist, just so you know. I can, okay. you know, I can get down with the best stuff. Really? Yeah, I played in the, my dreams. I, play, I, I played the piano when I was three. I think my mom gave me one of those little. <laughs> yeah, those uh, little tykes, one, the little tyke kind of brand. Look, my, my grandmother loves my playing, okay? Just yeah. because she wears, yeah. you know, hearing aids. That's yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Tommy, look, we love being thank here each each week yes, for the we whole game for yes, LSU. We we, such a pleasure to have you. We look forward to it. Such a pleasure. Really, thank you to, to to host us. And yes. your staff is, I mean, Herb hit on it, but your staff is so good to us and well, so good. so helpful. We don't want for anything. They're yeah. so good. Well, They're good. on top of everything. Well, thank you so much, and let's watch some football. Tigers win, Saints win. Yes, sir. No, no fighting. No fighting. No fighting. Oh, wait. No no losing momentum. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about that. So we we were talking about this off there. So what was your take on that, Uh, on the whole thing from last week with Leonard Fournette pushing Lattimore and what happened after? My biggest issue is the referees. You know, they're going to make an impact in the game by throwing people out. And and I have no problem with uh, Evans and Lattimore being thrown out because of what happened. But they should have looked at some video and realized Fournette was the guy that actually started that, and he should have been ejected as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it just, to me, you know, they, they're going to they're gonna look at video for every score, for every turnover. You know, they've got the video there. They're, they can look at the video for if somebody's toenail is over the, uh, yep, yep. over the line, if they got it there. You know, they got these sky cams where they look down and all of these cameras, and they don't use them to make a decision that 
obviously, no matter how they go, is going to affect the game in some way. That's you know, right. You know, I think this that's, right. that's sad for the NFL. I think I that betting now, though, has changed the NFL and how they're going to view replays because there's too much money on the line, uh, in particular how, how much they're paying these coaches these days, but yep. how much money people are gambling on this sport. So if the league wants to maintain that revenue along with the product, the biggest protest would be those that like to put some action and significant action mm-hmm. on games to say, all right, if you don't get this right, if it's not the right product, then we just, we're just we going to stop put peddling money yeah. to it. But That's I'm also right. going to tell you the NFL is a business, and, and they're, they're like WWL is a business, just like Drago's is a business. And, you know, I want my customers to have really good food, really good drinks, really good service in a timely fashion. I want a good deal. The NFL wants us to have a good deal too. Why they don't see that and realize that, you know, this is, and this isn't the first time it's happened. This That's has right. happened quite a few times, not just with the Saints, with other teams That's in the right. NFL, where these referees, they, they don't look at video and they're throwing people out of a game, which I don't have a problem doing because they've earned the right to get thrown, ejected from the game. Correct. But at Correct. Le- they, they, need to, they need to look at it to make sure they get that part of it right so they don't affect the outcome because it's definitely going to change the momentum of a game. Would, yes. would you rather – so the, the whole argument to the replay stuff is they don't want to slow the game down, pace of play. Would you rather stay an extra – or watch an extra 25, 30 minutes – Yeah, to get it right. The, the, if the call is right. But it's not going to take – first off, it's not going to take it's, 25 it's, or 30 no, minutes. But, no, but it's what I'm saying is the there's multiple things. taking two minutes. No, but, but there might be multiple things that they look at That's now. Right. If, so that would expand the game. Okay, right. let's, be, let's, let's be conservative. Let's say 15 more minutes. I would watch a little longer if they get the call right. Get it right. I want I want the call to be right. I mean, the, the time frame of I mean, I get it. There's other, you know, viewing things that need to come on after the game and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, what's more profitable than that NFL game? And, and look, you played the game. I didn't. But you don't want a referee dictating the outcome of the game or, or changing right, the outcome right. of the game. You want to go in there and throw the ball, right. catch the ball, right. score touchdowns, intercept the ball you want you want men to hit each other and play men and play yep. football and yep. you don't want other people to, uh to change that outcome that's right that's not what you practice for no and that's not what we pay for as fans to go that's watch right. that's right tommy gentlemen thank you once again thank you tommy. <laughs> enjoy it tommy stanovich once again thanks for having us out here at yes, Drago's seafood restaurant here in baton rouge i-10 and college is where you can find us this is the gulf coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, live from Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. College Drive I-10 is where you can find us, along with Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick, and we want to uh, announce or just point out that uh, if you're looking for Keyshawn Boutique tonight, he will not be there. He has been excused. He's yep. expecting to, to be a father tonight. Um, so Thanks congratulations to him. He had the baby yesterday, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so he, he is a proud new papa, yep. and what a significant moment. As you can attest to, I can attest to being a father, man, it's, it's just special, and it's one of the most important things in your life. It's a beautiful thing, especially when you can be there, um, you know, at the birth mm-hmm. and, and, and literally hold your child once, um, once he's been delivered, he or she's been delivered. It's, it's a wonderful thing, and it changes your mentality on everything and how you look at everything. It should anyway, let me say that. It did for me. It matured me a lot quicker than would mm-hmm. it would have probably would have otherwise. And uh, but I don't ever look back and, and and think anything negative about it. I'd do it all over again if I had to. It's the greatest experience uh, that you can have yep. being a father. Uh, yep. Luke, uh, our on-site engineer, can attest to that as well. Yep. He's a proud father. Look, I, it's just amazing. And uh, congratulations once again to Keyshawn Booty and and um, the mother. So we welcome in now Jimmy Smith. 
TigerDetails.com publisher. Jimmy, how are you, man? Doing well, man. Meeting some of uh, some of my family from Honduras that I've never met before. Oh, wow. So we nice. have them in town cooking some, some good Louisiana dishes, barbecue shrimp, redfish, bouillon, stuff like that for them, just kind of hanging out. Jimmy, you, I'm sure you heard Herb and I uh, talking about Keyshawn Boutte's absence today. Uh, he's been mm-hmm. excused b- being a father. I mean, just a significant moment. I think Brian Kelly absolutely doing the right thing uh, by excusing him. I don't care if it was an SEC game. Yeah, and I think kind of maybe goes to show the, the character and, and how Brian Kelly is, talks about the bigger purpose, you know. And a, a lot of people – I found we're kind of shocked that he was missing the game today, which kind of just shows you that they anticipate most schools, most coaches kind of forcing kids to play. But I mean, that's, I mean, you can't even weigh the two, right? Football is important. Don't get me wrong, but there's nothing more important than that moment for Kayshawn. And I know he's going to cherish it. And and I think it's honorable of LSU and and Brian Kelly to, to just give him those, the the weekend off and with no concerns. You know, the biggest thing about that, Jimmy, that I feel is that, Kayshawn felt comfortable enough to even go to Coach Kelly about it, to talk about it. So that, to me, opens up a little bit more dialogue about their actual relationship and how close they truly really are. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people get caught up in in a lot of things that are really just hearsay, right, and and how these coaches are, and and he's not really a player's coach. He doesn't connect with his players. And, man, I, I haven't seen that. I feel like this guy has a better connection with his players than the previous two coaches. Uh, you know, players coach or not, he's developing relationships with his kids. And for, for Kayshawn to have that comfort level with everything going on, too, we have to remember Kayshawn's season started off con- rather controversial, right? Yep. And so a few weeks later, he's having a baby, and here we are, and he still had no problem going to his coach, and they resolved it like men. And, and now he's going to enjoy the weekend with, with his his newborn and, and probably join the team come Monday. Jimmy, tonight's matchup, look, they're favored by 30 and a half over New Mexico. Run down a checklist of things you want to see LSU kind of tick off uh, the box there and, and make sure they're ready to step back in conference play uh, next week in this gauntlet that they're going to run starting with Auburn next week. Yeah, I, I really just want to see – Yeah, I know you can't have mistake-free football, but I really want to see a, lo- a limited number of mistakes, especially on the defensive end when you come up with, with some of the teams you're going to be facing over the next five, six weeks with, with Auburn and Tennessee and Ole Miss and, and Alabama and so on. You know, LSU's about to run the gauntlet. So just mistake-free football on the, on the defensive side. See guys um, keep their gap integrity and, and, and rally to the ball. This game could be a blowout early. It has that type of potential. So you want to see that effort through the four quarters. Um, even if you have your backups in, because once you get an SEC play, you're you're running too deep throughout those games, and so you want your backups to be uh, to be ready to play in those fourth quarters, regardless of the outcome. So I want to see those things, and then I want to see the offensive line continue to grow. Um, I think we've seen better and better performances from this group. Um, still some moving pieces. We saw two true freshman bookend tackles last week that were phenomenal. Um, if you look at how they were graded out on PFF. And, I mean, they were two of the best performing linemen in the entire conference. So I'd like to see if they can continue to grow and mold with that unit and and develop into a unit that can really help carry this offense through SEC play. So, Jimmy, I agree with you 100% on everything you said. I I have a question in regards to 
offensive coordinator and uh, the, I guess the, the offensive scheme and, and, and what, he, what he's trying to do. So on the defensive side, I have no questions. I think these guys get around the ball. Um, they're playing mm -hmm. fast and they're, you know, just, just being aggressive on every which level other than the fact that at the tail end of some of the routes, I don't see the DBs really trying to turn their heads and locate the ball and making the play. Other than that, right. I think everything else is great. Now, on the offensive side, can you talk a little bit about um, do you see the type of offensive scheme that they're trying to run? Does it fit in what you see as far as the talent at the, the, that level that we have at LSU? Yeah, I think they honestly didn't quite know what the personnel would bring them come game time, right? And so they're kind of massaging things and, and building the system around the proven strengths and weaknesses of this offense. Um, there was some hope to, to be able to run RPO and things like that. It's kind of difficult when your quarterback's already struggling going through progressions and you aren't getting a lot of blocking up front. So they haven't been able to move into those phases of the offense. They've had to be somewhat vanilla. And I think that is because of what their personnel has been able to give them. We've seen uh, a mosh posh of, of offensive linemen, different rotations every week, um, filling the starting lineup. Jaden Daniels, they're trying to bring him along um, as a passer and his ability to go through his second, third read and hit check downs. All those things aren't clicking yet. So I think it's kind of handcuffing this coaching staff. I honestly don't think we've had a look of what they really envision the LSU offense to look like. I think they're having to, to pull things back and slowly give us pieces as this offense works together and develops some continuity and can kind of work within the system. Um, right now, it's basically in the passing game. First, second read's not there. Get the heck out of there, right? Yeah. Um, that's basically what we've seen. Um, the offensive line's been solid in running uh, run blocking, but not great. There hadn't been a lot of massive holes. Um, so, they, you know, they tried to work some inside-outside zone in the running game. Um, haven't been too effective. Um, see some pulling guard, but not a lot. So, um, I don't know if they really know what they have yet, and they're just trying to get the most out of out of what's being given at this time. Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com. Jimmy, what's on the site right now? All this good stuff, you know, looking at this game today. And this is – you know, I'd hate to call it this, but this is LSU's preparation for their big gauntlet run. I think if you look at the next six opponents, I mean, this is about to be the who's who of, of the SEC. Um, starting next week with um, Auburn and Tennessee and Ole Miss and Alabama and Florida. And then I think they have uh, maybe a UAB before um, – no, they play Arkansas, then UAB, then Dang Texas A&M. So mm -hmm. um, this is it. And we're kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty part of the season for LSU. We're watching uh, at this. You've been here, uh, Jimmy. The, we're in the bar area, Drago's, and there's every game imaginable on in I'm front of us. A big flat right screen. Oysters. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, we, and we just we just watched uh, Tennessee go on top of Florida now, 10-7. Um, how real do you think Tennessee is this year? I mean, as a recruiting guy, I think they have the talent, and I think they have the kind of depth that can that can push for a top ten type season. I don't think they're Alabama or Georgia good yet, right? I don't think they're that team, but I wouldn't surprise me to see them pull off nine, ten wins this year. I think they're certainly capable. They have some good depth at key positions. Um, they have some playmakers. They run a, a offense that's been tough for defenses to to adjust to. So. I think the pieces are there, and they could be legit. I'd like to see it play out. I'm curious to see how this game is going to end today um, between them and Florida. But I think this team has potential to be one of the top three, four teams in the SEC. 
Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com. Let me ask you one more thing. Do a little gambling here. Would you pick uh, LSU to cover tonight, 30 and a half over New Mexico? I don't know. I think that that – I think this, this clock's going to run fast on this game. I just do with this <laughs> running attack that New Mexico deploys. I think – um, LSU is really going to try to focus on the run too, so I think this game is going to be going to going to run pretty fast here, and so that alone makes me wonder: Can LSU get up to that 40-point mark, which I think they'll need to? Um, man, back against the wall, I'm probably giving up the points, um, but that's a lot of points to give up against a team that runs the ball and the clock's running quickly. I'm not touching it. I fell for that trap uh, a couple weeks ago yeah, against Southern. I, I, wouldn't I, touch I felt it. like I felt like there was a lot of points and. Look, I'm, I lost 10 bucks, but big deal. But my point is, I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready to lose, even if it's only $10. I want that $10. I'm with you. Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com. Thanks, man. Go back to your family. All right, guys. Take care. All right, this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, live from Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 and College is where you can come hang out. Well, let's talk a little LSU New Mexico tonight. Right here at 6.30 on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 and College is where you can find us. Get you set for LSU and New Mexico tonight at 6.30. Right here on WWL. And Herb, we're watching um, Florida and Tennessee. This one looks like it's going to go back and forth, a back and forth kind of affair. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about Jaden Daniels, LSU uh, quarterback, for a minute. Yep. After week one... I wouldn't say I was critical of him and his play. I was concerned for his longevity because of he was the offense. Yep. And I challenged LSU to come up with a cr- more creative ways to get other players involved, mm-hmm. and they're, they're gradually doing that. So I think Jimmy answered that question really greatly when he said that they're trying to do some certain things to accommodate the, the actual, you know, the place where they are as a team, right? Um, you know, there's a big mix-up or shuffle with offensive linemen, um, things of that nature, trying to get those running backs involved in the game, um, you know, and then and, and, and trying to sometimes force-feed Keishon Boutte the ball as well, or Boutte the ball. And, and I think that there's so much talent on the outside that literally if you – I think what you're trying to get at, and I think the same, is where are the bubble screens at? Where are these little quick-hitting – plays to get these balls to these guys outside really quickly. High percentage throws. Just easy stuff and then let them go get you 8, 10, 12, 15, 20, sometimes take it to the house yards, right? I think it's very it's there, but I haven't seen anything like that yet. I want to see them move the pocket a little bit um, because they are I think they're going to as they get into the SEC. Mm-hmm. A, because yeah, I know it cuts the field. You've told me this. It cuts the field in half when you're rolling out. Yep. Um, and that limits you as a quarterback. But it also, doesn't it simplify it, your reads? So what it does is it, it simplifies the reads, but it, what it also does is it takes you off that island. So you're not just a target standing mm-hmm. there, right? So if you're, you know, flushing out of the pocket or you're sprinting right or, or roll out right, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, you have that couple of options, and it's, it's quick. You have to make that decision really quick. You're throwing the ball or you're running it. And then when you're running it, you can run and then get out of bounds after five or six yards, right? So I think you're right. I think that would be pretty good too. But I just I don't I think that when Jaden runs the football, I think it's not so much always because he doesn't have the time. I think it's because he's missed that second read or that third read or or even the first read at that point. And um and and I think sometimes um you know sometimes you hear or see ghosts as they say, and I think sometimes he gets into that situation. But I I think. 
ultimately, he is a gamer. He is a guy that's going to put everything on his back and do the very best he can to lead the team to wherever he thinks they need to be. But he cannot take the pounding like he is. He will not be able to last the SEC, throughout the SEC. He is one heck of an athlete, though. I mean, I saw him at Arizona State. Don't get yes, me wrong. Yes. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't realize until I saw him consistently just how athletic he is. He is. And he could get out of some things that I think LSU hasn't had that kind of threat uh, in a long time, maybe since you played, in terms of being able to get out of some, some sticky situations using your legs. Well, you know, Joe Burrow has done that when, when he was the, playing. I, I mean, get it, but not I mean, Jaden Daniels is a little, little bit more athletic. So, yes, for sure. So, when I played, mine was a lot of uh, direct runs or purposeful runs. Um, there were times when I did have to get out of there when there were situations where, you know, the pocket broke down or, the, 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 you know, the, the receivers weren't there or whatever the situation was. However, I do think that Jaden Daniels possesses something very special that I really love is the fact that he can get in and out of there with the best of them. The biggest thing, though, that I want him to do is I want him to trust in his, his, his initial thought process of what this particular pass route or pass uh, concept is make it happen and get rid of the ball and get it into these guys' hands so that they can do the right things with the ball afterwards. And, you know, run with the ball after and make, make – I, I think Malik Neighbors can make anybody miss with the ball in his hands. I think Keyshawn Butte can do the same thing. I think Jeray Jenkins is just one big target who can catch the ball and run through some people and be a great possession receiver. And then there's probably some other names out there that I'm forgetting about, Jack Besh, guys like that who really don't see it often, really. I mean, I, mean, I, I think – Jack Bash possesses something when he catches the football in his hands. He's he's hard to tackle, even though he's. I mean, he was listed last year as a tight end. This year they have him listed behind Keshawn, and I think he's going to be the one that's going to be starting in the slot receiver position. And so I think that we can get the ball to him. I think he'll be fine too as well. I think um, ultimately, if we can create some really quick hitting, high percentage throws for Jaden Daniels, that we'll be successful moving down through the SEC, and then that would be able to allow Jaden not to be, you know, get beat up as much as he would be in the SEC. Look, I, I love you, brother, but um, <laughs> I, I, I missed a little bit of what you said because the char grilled oysters just arrived. And they and look I'm, and smell delicious. And I'm so focused on them that I, I'll be honest, I was a little distracted. That? I'm not sure they sent this to us. It looks like some gumbo. Yeah. I'm going like to check that out as well. Nice. All right, we'll step away here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating <laughs> Show. Live from Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge, yep. I-10 and College is where you can find us. And, yes, we're going to break a little early because I want to <laughs> tackle some of these oysters. This like is it. WWL. Herb, they just sent over here at uh, Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge, I-10 and College. They just sent over the barbecue shrimp. and <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it looks good. It smells it's fantastic. good. fantastic. Everything smells good over here. I'm telling it's you. fantastic. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. You got some of your friends that just came in? I do, I do. I got the LaFrancis coming in, Darryl Tina, and his son. That son plays uh, tennis over at uh, Brother Martin right now. Man. I love it. Crusader, that's all right, right. a tennis that's player. Right. That's right. That's a great sport. Plays football as well? Uh, baseball. Baseball, that's right. Even better. Baseball, uh, stay with baseball or tennis. You can make a lot of money. <laughs> and, 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 right. and listen, you're not going to, you don't uh, subject yourself to as many injury or significant injuries, you know, and it's, it's ridiculous the amount of money that Major League Baseball players are making. No, man, go play football, man. Be a QB. I'm telling you, that's where the money's at, $100 million, $200 million right now. I, I never I, made it, but you got, you're bigger than me, so it's good. You're good. Stick with, where, where does he play? Baseball. What position? A baseball. First base. First base. Yep. Another one. As long as you can hit. Yeah, you can, yeah, if you, you can hit, then you're good. good. Yep. Yeah, Trey Morgan, 
Look at Trey Morgan. Yeah. yeah, look, don't listen to us. Listen to mom and dad over there. They know what they're talking about. All hey, right? yeah, more importantly, school. <laughs> school is school's the most important thing for you. That's right. All right, this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. How about uh, Tulsa and Ole Miss tied at 14? Uh, yep. Again, my eyes are going bad. I think they're in the second quarter. <laughs> I'm falling apart, Herb. I'm sorry. I can't, can't see the. So I can't see, see the, nothing either. Don't worry about it. The, uh, the exact moments or minutes. Uh, Texas Tech in Texas, 17-14 Longhorns lead yep. uh, headed into the half here so- shortly under a minute to play. I hope Texas Tech can beat t- uh, Texas. You know that. I think they'll pull it off. Well, I just like to be able to rub it in. Um, yeah, in the Longhorn face. Joe, well, Joe, Man- Joe in Mandeville in particular. You know, he's a big Longhorn guy. He lives over there in Mandeville. Anyway, um, LSU, New Mexico tonight. Uh, do you think Garrett Nussmeyer gets uh, some more opportunities? I think he does. I also think Walker Howard gets some opportunity as well. So we'll see which one goes in first, actually. Um, I'll be interested to see that. Last time we saw Garrett, he was throwing, you know, he wasn't. Throwing to the other team. That's yes. what he was doing. <laughs> That's right. He wasn't completing passes to the right side. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you get in there and you're trying really too hard and you're going above and beyond, and you're not really making the right reads or, you know, putting yourself in the right situation in order to be successful. And at that point, you, you throw interceptions or you turn the ball over. Brian Kelly is not going to stand for that at all. I can tell you that. No. But I think we will see Garrett Nussmeyer, and then we'll see some, some Walker Howard as well. I, I can understand where Garrett Nussmeyer probably felt a little pressed a couple weeks ago when he came in. At, uh, when a game got out of hand against Southern because he just got done watching Jaden Daniels go berserk, right? And so he was like, as a natural competitor, I'm, I can do that too, right? So you fall into that trap to a degree or no? I mean, you fall in that trap when you don't have that real true understanding of what you're doing. You know, if, you, if you're comfortable with the play call, if you're comfortable with understanding, progressing, um, you're going to be successful because you just take what they give you. Normally what they give you is going to be what you're looking for. Right. And I think that's what Jaden Daniels did um, prior to Nussmeyer getting in the game. And ultimately, you know, you, you just have to play within the system and within the scheme. When you go outside of that, a lot of times when you make mistakes. Makes a lot of sense. Just play within the framework of the offense. Yep. You'll be just fine. LSU and New Mexico tonight at 630. Catch all the action with Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers against the Lobos of New Mexico. How about that? I love I the love Lobos, the, huh? the Lobos. Right. <laughs> Great. And look. New Mexico's gonna, they're getting a big payday along with some great, great exposure for that program. Uh, again, we, you know, we welcome uh, the Lobos to Baton Rouge and uh, hope they have some success, but not too much success, that's for sure. No, I don't, I don't want them to have any success, personally. But uh, I mean, that's a couple first downs. No, I don't want them to have that either. Cause <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd rather them just don't do anything. Because <laughs> I, I want to go into next week at LSU just completely confident and what they're doing and understand it. But no, don't get me wrong. I understand. Some people are going to make some first downs here and there, but it, they just have to just really, truly out, outman us to do that. If you missed it earlier, Auburn survived a big scare from Missouri in overtime. Missouri yep. was uh, had a big play down around the goal line, close to scoring, and a running back just switched hands trying to get inside yep. the pylon, and he fumbled. Touchback. Look, two hands dive at the pylon, you're probably good. If that, at the end of the day, you're probably out at the half-yard line, so. Missouri is just inventing and creating new ways to lose a football game. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll wrap up the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger and Hellgating show. Got a half hour to go here live from Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. I-10 and College is where you can find us. This is WWL. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.